Amen. So we give God glory for that. And we thank God that we are obedient to what the government would have us to do. And we want to obey those guidelines. So when you exit the sanctuary, the ushers, they will let you know what to do and how to do it. And also remember that we don't want any close contact. Just wave your hands and just say, I love you with the love of God. Amen. We want to make sure we stay in alignment because we don't want anybody saying that we were out of line. Amen. We want to do things in decency and in order. But the Lord was ministering to me, and I want y'all to know that we are in perilous times. This is the time that you have to know, for real, y'all, who you are in him. The Bible says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unfaithful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fears, despisers of those that are good. It goes on to tell you what's happening in the last days. And this is really happening, y'all. So the Lord laid something on my heart. And what God is telling us today, it is time for us to believe what God says. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Deliverance Ministries to believe in what God says, not what man says, because man is not God. So we have to stay so connected to him that whatever comes, that we are ready. And I believe that some of us are not yet ready yet. Because remember God said it's going to be things popping up one after another. And they're steady popping up. You haven't seen anything yet. When you go through the word of God, Christians, people who believe they were in a world full of chaos. They were in a world full of hate. They were in a world full of plagues. They were in a world full of sin. But they did not bow down to sin. They kept believing what the word says. And what's happening now with Christians, they are bowing down. They are bowing down to what man is saying and they're believing more what man is saying than what God has already said. You seeing this all around you. You seeing hate crimes. Yes, people are protesting, but the protest, some of the protests is bringing hate. And by them bringing hate, you got people that are sneaky, that are doing things, that are not showing their face, but they're letting you know we're still here to kill. They're not doing it openly. They're taking it out on someone else to let you know when you do this, this is what we're going to do. Come on, it's time to believe what the word says and don't move outside of the word. People are moving outside of their feelings, how they're feeling. It is not about feeling. It's about what God wants us to do. It's about the great commission, y'all. 911, what's your emergency? It is lost souls. People are dying so quick. But have people really introduced them to the Savior, to Jesus Christ? It's people dying. Some people that you haven't even heard about. That people have done away with that's going to pop up. That's been missing that you're going to find out what's the cause. So it's time for us to believe this word like never before. This word has to be before everything. And if you are not in this word, don't just jump in there thinking that you're okay because you're not. This word has to be so rooted and grounded in you. No matter what comes, you're not moved. You may be shaken, but you're not going to move. He said, those that hear my words, those that hear them, They're going to be like a house built upon a foundation that when the storms come, it's going to be built upon a rock. Those winds are blowing. But guess what? That house is not moved. It may be shaken, but it's not going to move. But those that do not hear his words, they build their house upon a sand. Guess what? Sand sinks. You're seeing some Christians coming against the churches that's going in the house of God. You know, bringing the word of God, saying y'all are causing Corona to come because y'all are gathering together. God is more powerful than COVID-19. And when you know, you got to know it though. You can't gather together not knowing. When you know and your mind is on him and not on COVID-19, you are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. You are abiding up under the shadows of the Almighty. You then can say that he is my refuge, that he is my fortress, that he is my strong tower, and I'm righteous so I am safe because he put me high, high above COVID.
over. He put me high above hate. He put me high above all things. You got to know these things. You don't just gather to say, I've been in the house of the Lord. You're supposed to come into the house of the Lord to get the word of God. So when things go on in your life, you ain't running out of the house of the Lord. You run into the house of the Lord because you know where your help come from. We got people talking about people gathering, Christians, talking about folks coming back into fellowship. But me and Apostle already talked about it. I told Apostle, I say, before long, when this is gone, you know, a long time, people don't even want to come to church no more. I said they're going to be scared to enter the building because they done got so indoctrinated with the news and what the news is saying that they're afraid to come together in fellowship. Come on. He said, don't forsake yourself. Assemble yourself. That's his word. And if you're doing according to his word, he said, I will give my angels. He said, no evil shall befall you. Neither shall any plague come not your dwelling. Because I'm going to give my angels charge over you. What they're going to do? They're going to release the protection of God. Because they're his ministering angels. They come to minister to those that are heirs. Of salvation. Are you an heir of salvation? See, you got to know these things before something break out. You don't just go in there when it break out. When it break out, you may be shaken, but you're not moved. You should not think it's strange. The fiery dots that's coming at you. See what the enemy is doing, y'all? Come on, open your eyes. He's trying to start a new world order. He's trying to go ahead and get those chips and plant it. So the government will know every move you make. This is what's happening, y'all. This is why all of this hate is going on. Come on, one settled down. What did God tell you? He said another one going to pop up. Another one already popped up. You're going to see more than that popping up because the enemy is going to use whomever is available for him to use. He need a body. Come on. Some people got big mouths and that's what the enemy want. He want them to boast. He want them to brag because he come to kill, steal, and destroy. It's one thing to talk about black lives matter, but it's another thing to talk about all lives matter. He didn't die only for black folk. He died for all of us. And if we're going to stop this stuff that's going on, we got to bring in him. He didn't only die for blacks. He died for whites. He died for everybody. Hispanics, he died for the Chinese. He died for everybody. He didn't discriminate. He said, I have no respectable person. But the enemy got to go in on a race that been in slavery for a long time to come in there and do what he need to do. Because it's already hurt from the past. When you hurt because you've been in bondage. By whether it's the white people. Whether it's by whoever. When you're hurt. That hurt is buried. So when things begin to come out. That comes out with it. And that's where the kill. Y'all better understand what the word is saying. The only one. That could stand up for you was Jesus Christ. It's no man out there that can stand up for you like God can. 
If we're going to protest, let's protest about him. Let's tell them about him. Let's tell them about what he's already done. He brought us out of bondage. Our bondage was sin. Sin represent hate. Come on, know what sin represent. Yes, whoever did the killing, they were wrong. And when you break a law, then you have to be served by the law. We don't take law into our own hands. How is burning down a Wendy's going to bring back a life? It's just eliminating jobs. Come on, think about it. The only thing that's going to help you is the word. If you're going to protest, protest with what is written. Begin to say, this is what's written. This will never change. Because some of the protesters out there, they want to do things right. But then the rioters come in and they cause all of this stuff. And then the protesters are looking bad. But when you present Jesus. There's going to be somebody that say, what must I do to be saved? He don't want nobody lost, y'all. I don't want nobody lost. Let's quit segregating. Picking and choosing who we want to minister to. It don't matter what color they are. You're supposed to minister to them about Jesus Christ. It don't matter what they do or how they do it. You're supposed to love. That's why you got his love. Y'all ain't been in the word. You can't love them with your love. Your love will kill them. If we're where we need to be, we'll be talking up for what's right. And his word is what's right. Quit holding debates with people that don't know. Yes, this happened a long time ago. But you can't be affected by what happened a long time ago. Come on, go in the word. I've been crucified with Christ. As long as you on this earth, there's going to be some discrimination, y'all. You protest to Jesus, come home. You got a right to do that. But you're going to have discrimination. It's going to pop up. You're going to see it everywhere. No matter where you go, it's there. Some of it just haven't reared its head yet. But when we begin to talk about Jesus, come on, even atheists that don't believe in God, when they begin to hear the word of God or the ones that say they don't believe in God, when they're getting bombs coming in, oh Lord, oh God, hey. The one that you don't believe in, that's the one you're calling on. So our job is to get into what's written. And allow what's written to get into us. Y'all, it's not too late. The only thing you need to be talking about is him. And when you talk about him, it's going to bring change. It's going to let them know the only way to do this is through Jesus Christ. You can talk all day how wrong people are. That ain't going to change them. The only thing that changed them is what's written through the word of God. And that's where we're going to go today. Amen. Amen. So we want to be on one accord. Father, I thank you that on today, that your word go forth in demonstration. It go forth in power on today. And God, we bind all offense right now in the name of Jesus. God, we bind pride and we lose humility in this house in Jesus' name. God, I speak that no weapon formed against me 
formed against Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us. And for that, God, you shall get all the glory. You shall get all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Turn with me to Romans, the first chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 16 and end at verse 17. Romans, the first chapter, beginning at verse 16, ending at verse 17. And the word of God now reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. I want to talk today on living by faith. And I think some of us have the wrong concept of living by faith. He's, Paul is talking here and he's saying, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And that's where I want to start there. Paul said he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why was Paul saying that? Because see, Paul been through so much preaching the gospel, preaching the good news. By the way, gospel is good news concerning Jesus Christ. It's concerning what Jesus have come to do with some good news. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed. When somebody's ashamed, they're disgraced. You know how sometimes when you have somebody in the family that bring you shame, you, you, you don't want to be around them because you don't want people mixing you up with them. They may say they're saved and they curse a lot or they do stuff, they club a lot. And then when you see them, you go the other way. That's being ashamed of somebody. Or you ashamed because of the way you look. Or you ashamed because of the way you talk. Or you ashamed of, you know, your husband. You ashamed of your children because what they do and how they do it. Because you say, you represent me. And what you do, people going to look at me. They're not going to look at you. See, that's where we get mixed up. Because if you know what you have done, and you have done it the right way, you got nothing to be ashamed of. As long as God know and you know, you don't worry about what people think. You don't go hide your children. You don't go hide, you know, certain things. When you do that, you are ashamed. When you tell your kids, don't come out the house looking like that. I'm trying to help you out. Don't come out the house looking like that. You ain't going nowhere behind me looking like that. Now, if they naked, they need to go in the house and put on some clothes. But Paul said, I am not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. And this is what God laid on my heart, y'all. God was saying, he said, we have become ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why am I saying that? Why is he saying that? He said, because people are not going out there and proclaiming what Christ have done. When you do not proclaim what he has done, then you are ashamed. Paul said, I'm not ashamed and I know I ain't ashamed because I've been beat. I've been left for dead because of what I'm speaking. When you start speaking truth, people going to talk about you. Family going to hate you. Nobody don't want to hang around you. Nobody don't want to have nothing to do 
midst of hate. People hold back on what they believe because they're looking at man more than they're looking at God. That's why Peter and John said when that lame man was walking, when Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. He knew he had the name of Jesus when he used that name and it was power in that name. Guess what? They locked them up. They knew they were unlearned and ignorant men. They knew they didn't have the teaching like they had. They knew they didn't stand in the position that they stood in. But they knew it was a miracle that took place through these unlearned, ignorant men. Because they feeling like they should know this. How are they knowing these things? Because they had a name that was above every name. They said, we don't want you to teach in this name. We don't even want you to speak in this name. We don't want you to mention this name. Peter said, I'd rather obey God than man. And by Peter and them obeying God than man, guess what? They want to ridicule him. They want to beat him up. But guess what they did? They came with a company of believers and they came together in prayer. And they began to talk to God about it. And the power of God was in the midst of them and gave them boldness. To go out and continually to speak concerning Jesus Christ. Come on, when have the church come together on one accord when somebody is going through because of what they believe and say, come on, we're going to come together and we're going to pray the heaven down here on earth and we're going to keep speaking boldly for Jesus Christ. What are we doing when we walk in stores and we see everybody in mass? We just follow pursuit instead of going to minister to somebody. I don't care if you're six feet apart. See, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what Jesus done. No, we follow in pursuit. We getting in alignment for what the enemy want to bring here. We got more faith than what man is telling us. And man still can't get a hold of COVID-19. Now they're saying we're thinking about going in another shutdown. Because the numbers are going sky high. See, they don't know. That's why you got to know. Because if you're waiting on man to give you a shot, that shot can't save you. That very shot that they put in you to say it's going to keep you protected might kill you. It's time to live by faith. And this is what you're going to have to live by. Y'all, I'm telling you again. Medications won't be able to help you. Man will be working long hours. Listen at God speak. Long hours overtime trying to come up with stuff to repair you, to fix you. Man is just, just going into overtime because they're thinking because of their pride. I can heal this nation. I got too much education and let the world die. It is not about their education. It's about the wisdom of God. It was God's wisdom that brought everything into existence. He said, learn wisdom. But in all you're getting, get understanding about wisdom. Oh my goodness, don't y'all read the word? 
Faith acts on what it believes. We have to believe what God says, y'all. This is no joke. I am spiritually angry. Because I'm seeing people that say they believe talking smack. And they're ducking more than the sinner. Paul said, I'm not ashamed. You got to get over your shame. You got to get over what man thinks. And you got to go on what God's word is saying. If you're going to put your trust in man, serve man. But don't put God in the middle of man. Because my Bible said God is not man. Did you read it? The Bible said God is not man. I want y'all to grab hold to it. The Bible said God is not man. That he should lie. So he's telling you man going to lie. God is not man. That he should lie. Man will tell you today they can save you. Then when you die, what they got to say? But Jesus died to save you. So you can live eternally. So you can have a life that goes on and on and on. So God said, I'm not man. I want you to get that in you. God is not man. That he shall lie. Neither the son of man. That he shall change his mind. He said have I not said it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop right there. What did he say? No I want to ask you something. What has he said to you? You heard me say this. But what have you pulled out of this word that you're not doing? That you're still looking for man. Oh my goodness. You're going in here, but you're still looking for man to do it for you. Go back. God said, I am not man. That I should lie. So evidently he's going to tell you, Jennifer, man going to lie to you. A man can tell you, baby, I love you and cheat on you tomorrow. Love don't cheat. So they lied. But God said, I love you, Amanda. And I already done proved my love for you. Because even while you were yet in your sin, I laid, see, love lay down. Come on, somebody. Love is going to lay down. Love is going to humble itself even unto death. Love don't lie. Love loves in spite of you lying. Love loves in spite of you hating. Love loves in spite of you not forgiving. Love don't change. God's love I'm talking about. You don't love people based upon if they do or if they don't. You love them regardless. Because you in him and he's in you. So God said, I am God and not man that I should lie. 
neither the son of man that I should repent. Have I not said it to you? Shall I not do it? He said, if you're thinking I'm not going to do it, you put me in the category with man. He said, because I change not. My word is the same today, yesterday, and forever. It's going to remain the same. No matter how you mess up, I don't grade on the curve. No matter what you do or how you do it, my word is going to remain the same. My word is not going to change based on if you do or if you don't. I am God. He said, I am God. I am that I am. I change not. I'm not man. I don't change my mind. Have I not said it? Shall I not do it? Have I not spoken it? Shall I not make it? Listen what he said. Good. Good. Not evil. Good. But you know what we do? We take his very words and put them in the category with man. Well, just in case God don't heal me, I'm going to do what man told me to do. Just in case, y'all. Just in case. I got to have a just in case with the God that I'm promoting. Hmm. I got to have a backup. That's why people use, if it's his will, you'll be healed. You know why? Because they don't want to look ignorant. They worry more about how they look than what he said. It's the truth. So when they go lay hands on you, oh Lord, oh Lord, I know you hear me. I know you hear, Lord. I know you hear. I know you come by here. So Lord, if it's your will, Lord, I said if it's, see they got to emphasize that. If it's your will, I know you can do it if it's your will. I know you're going to come and heal them today if it's your will. Will see they got to emphasize will they don't want to get sued. <laughs> you can heal them, Lord. You can do it, Lord. I know you can, but it got to be your will. Somebody ain't read the good book. Don't know what it said. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because Paul knew it ain't mine. I'm only telling you what he said. I'm only telling you what he done. He said, so I ain't got nothing to be ashamed of, y'all. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And the word says that Jesus, he endured the cross despising the shame. See, he, he had to endure the cross. So by him enduring that cross, he wasn't even looking at how people saw him. We're looking at too much of how people see us, so before we can even teach people, we got to know how to say it. My Bible tells me when I open my mouth, he'll speak for me. But if you're sitting there trying to figure out who's in the room and how you need to say it for this one and how you need to say it for that one. When you're feeding a big 
congregation, God's going to bring it in where everybody's going to know what he's saying. Well, let's just go ahead and do a separation here. Give me the little bit of feeble ones over here. And I'm just pointing, I'm just doing this, ain't no fever over there. Give me a little bit of meek over here. Give me a little bit of mild over here. Give me the heavy rollers right over here. So when I get heavy, I'm going to come over here. When, when I'm talking feeble, I'm going to come over here. Then when I'm talking another way, I'm going to come over here. And then when I'm talking another way, I'm going to come over here. No. See, one-on-one, you're going to know how to talk to people. God's going to let you know how to talk to people, how to reach people. But the thing is, when you're trying to do it, you're missing God. When you're trying to please man instead of pleasing God, you got a problem. They said, I'd rather please God. Do we get it? I'm going to please God before I please my husband. Because if I please God, he's already pleased. Because everything that God do is right, y'all. I'm going to put God before I put my husband. Because if I put God before I put my husband, guess what? I can love that man. Because my father's going to show me how to love my husband. He's going to show me how to submit to my husband. He's going to show me how to shut up when I want to fuss out my husband. Why? Because I'm putting God first. Mm-hmm. Y'all, the church got some issues. And we're finding out all these issues during COVID-19. We're finding out where people are that have been in the church for 20, 30 years since COVID. Yes, we do use wisdom, but we don't run like chickens. Getting ready to get the head cut off. You got people running. The ones that's been big mouths for Jesus all their life, they're running. They're trying to find cover. You don't know what's written. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And Paul was not ashamed. Y'all know what Paul went through because he preached concerning Jesus. He preached what Jesus gave him revelation on to preach. He preached what Jesus revealed unto him. Paul didn't just go pick out a scripture and go out there and proclaim it. Paul had to go into what God was saying or Jesus was saying to him. And he had to get revelation from him to go and preach it. And being that it was such revelation and made known, they attacked Paul. You're going to get attacked for what he give you because you're representing him. Do y'all remember this passage? If the world hated me. They're going to hate you. The world only love its own. If you got people that's loving you in the world and loving you so much, I guarantee you when you start preaching the gospel and stop being ashamed, let's see if they still love you. Jesus even told you in the word that you're going to have father and son against each other, mother and daughter, sister and brother. Why are y'all trying to get along with people that don't want to get along with Jesus? You trying to keep a family together. A family who prays together, stay together. It's according to what they pray. Everybody can pray, but if they ain't praying truth, why are you in the prayer? Well, you know, we want to just make sure we together. Read the word. Read the word. You're going to have this in families. You living in perilous times, y'all. 
You're going to have disagreement because if you're in a place with God that your family ain't in the place, they're going to turn against you. They're going to tell the family they crazy. They act like I ain't saved too. They act like I ain't raising my kids right either. No, they just walk in the room and they hear the children quote something out of the word of God. Now they're mad because your children quoted something or said, no, I can't look at that. Oh, they're better than we are. They can't look at that. The Bible says to raise up a child in the way that they should go in the Lord. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. I'm, I'm a witness, y'all. Lord, no, I know I got some witnesses in this room. Y'all know y'all done some crooked stuff when you was growing up. Even when you had some godly parents, you snuck, you done stuff you ain't supposed to do, but they still gave you truth. And look at where you are today. Because they kept truth before you, even though you were cutting up, even though you were lying, now you in a place that they don't even, they're not even here to see it, but they taught you. And these days, we won't even get the Bible and sit with our children. We're too busy trying to get over us. We're too busy trying to be friends with our children. That we're leaving God out. That's why Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So if you're in my house, my house serve the Lord. I don't have to beat you up with the word, but I'm going to tell you what's right and what's wrong because you're in my house. Now, if you don't like the way my house lives, I got some doors. Just walk right on out of them. We're going to serve the Lord up in here. We don't listen to that boop 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 up in here. Now, if you want to listen to it, get out of here and listen to your boop 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 That's you. But you ain't going to respect my God in my house. Get out of my room, your room. When the last time you paid an electric bill? When the last time you paid a house payment? When the last time you bought yourself your own underwear? Don't be telling me to get out of your room. You don't pay nothing up in here. And if you paid something up in here, you still got to go buy what's up in here. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Children are running parents. Children are telling parents when I'm going to bed, when I'm not going to bed, when I'm coming in the house, when I'm not coming in the house, what you going to cook for me, clean my room. Man, won't you just give them a bath? Why don't you? Just say, come on, come on. You, you grown, but I still got to wash it. Because that's what some of us are doing. We got to turn them over. We got to turn them over to the Lord. Because if you're raising them the right way, you don't stop praying for them. But you got to stay. You are not ashamed of this gospel. Even when it comes to your children, even when it comes to your family, you're not ashamed. We respect our elders, but we're not going to be ashamed of what the word says. We're going to do it. So even Paul, this is what Paul told Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy, the first chapter. Now listen at what Paul told Timothy. I like this right here. See, Timothy was be, going to be a pastor, was a pastor. 
And I'm going to read this out of another version so we can get a good understanding of it. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy. Y'all know it's going to be a part two to this, right? Part three, maybe. Because we want to make sure we get it. Even though I probably get ridiculed, I'm going to get talked about. It don't matter. Because you know what? I done got so used to it, it don't bother. I'm just being honest. (laughs) 2 Timothy 2, listen to what he was telling Timothy. He said, you then, Timothy, my child, be strong in the grace we have in Christ Jesus. You should teach people whom you can trust the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses. Then they will be able to teach others. Do y'all hear that? Timothy was taught by Paul. Now he's telling Timothy to teach others. Then they will be able to teach others. Share in the troubles we have like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. A soldier wants to please the enlisting officer so no one serving in the army wastes time with every matter. Also an athlete who takes... Wait a minute. They ain't the one I want. Sorry, y'all. Somebody must have needed that one. Go to 1 Timothy, verses 1 through 7. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for checking me. See, he'll check you. Because some of y'all saying, where is she going? What is she doing? See, the Holy Ghost helps me. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Go to verse 3. I thank God as always. I always mention you in my prayers day and night. I serve him doing what I know is right. As my ancestors did, remembering your tears. Want very much to see you so I can fill you with joy. I remember your true faith. That faith faith first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I know, you know, you now have that same faith. That is why I remind you to keep using the gift of God that he gave you when I laid my hands on you. God did not give us a spirit of fear that makes us afraid, but a spirit of power of love. And self-control. I want to go past there. Be thou not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partake of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. You see what he was telling Timothy? He was telling Timothy, don't be ashamed of this gospel. Don't be ashamed of me or of these afflictions. So he's letting him know things are going to come because of what you preach. Who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who have abolished death and have brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Wherefore, I'm appointed a preacher, apostle, teacher of the Gentiles for the cause, for which cause I also suffer. Listen at Paul. I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. Paul was suffering. Because of him preaching Christ. But what did he say? Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul was not afraid because he knew that what he was preaching was truth. And he knew being that he was preaching this gospel, he was not going to be ashamed because God was going to keep him. He was going to keep him. So you got to understand, if you're going to preach truth, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people coming up against you. 
When you're talking about COVID-19 and you're going to say that he is high above COVID-19 when you're speaking to people, oh, they're going to come at you and say, you crazy. They're going to come at you and say, you better put that mask on. They're going to come at you and say, you better do what they're telling you to do. Don't you come around me if you ain't got no mask. Put on your mask, go around them and still preach. Say, now I got on my mask and I'm still going to tell you what God wants you to know. Because I don't want you lost in your mask. If you got to put on the mask to preach, become just like them with a mask. You know how to do on television, they put people in masks, they don't know who they are. Flash, you know, who was the arrow they have on their little mask, they didn't know who was behind the mask. But they was defending the people, saving the people. Come on, sometimes you got to be just as they are. No sinner though. Put it on to minister. If that's what you got to do to reach this dying world. But don't put it on because you are scared. Because even with it on being scared, you can still get cova. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So you can wear the mask and still be affected because of your thinking. Y'all know what the word of God is saying. Your thinking determines how you live. If you at home, you know how I remember. Remember we didn't have cell phones, y'all. We were all over the place in the dark. What about y'all? Wasn't y'all all in woods and everywhere, had no cell phone, had nowhere to contact nobody. You just rode and didn't care, didn't worry about the car breaking down, right? Yeah. So when they come out with the cell phones, y'all remember? No, it was a beeper. Got a beeper, duh. We spending our money on a beeper, but you had to find a phone to use the beeper. <laughs> y'all remember? Yeah. You had to find a phone to use, the, you know, to answer the beep. I remember daddy, when he was on his job, I called daddy all the time, y'all. All on the job, I was wrong, but I was just checking on my daddy. So <laughs> I said, daddy, now I'm going to get you a beeper. So when I beep you, <laughs> you know I'm calling you. <laughs> I remember one day, daddy told, called my husband. He said, look, tell Amanda I'm going in the meeting. Don't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so after the beeper, I got daddy. We got to tell daddy, you need to get a cell phone. Come and you know, late at night, we want to know where you are. We want to know you okay. We had daddy with people and cell phone. Beep, call me. I know you got a cell phone. Come on now. But look, before he wasn't used to those things. Daddy would travel at night, do what he had to do, and come on home. You wouldn't even worry about it, would you, daddy? But when you get used to the cell phone, how many of y'all, when you leave the house, if it ain't with you, you turn right back? Help me somebody. You'll turn around and get the cell phone. That ain't the case with Denise Bryant. Denise Bryant carry hers with her and leave it in the car and go shopping. She ain't used to that yet, evidently. She's not. So I have to call Mr. Secretary, which is Willie Bryant, and say, let me guess, the phone is in the car because you have your wife. And even when she's in the car, I got to call Mr. Secretary to get her. Because she ain't thinking about no phone. In a way, that's a good thing. Because the phone ain't got no hold on her. See, things can have so much a hold on you that you worship that more than you worship God. Help me, somebody. Is this not true? You, We worship in objects. That's our idols. Cell phones can be an idol. Amen, honey. That man right there to get the most calls I ever seen. This is what his wife does with the phone, y'all. 
Have y'all seen my phone? Where is my phone? Where is my phone? Even use, lose my AirPods. Last night I say, Apostle, don't know where the AirPods is. Can't find the AirPods. I see them, but I just can't locate them. So I said, Holy Spirit, help me. Beep, 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 beep. He led me right to him. But let me tell you what the issue is, y'all. This is funny. I did this. I'm still talking about living by faith. This is what I did, y'all. Ariel was up front studying, and I wanted to make me a call. And I found the number on my phone who I wanted to call, right? So I took the number, put my phone down. I said, Ariel, you seen my phone? (laughs) I went all through the house. Where is my phone? I need to call these people. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. You just put it down. Had the phone. See, when you're not really used to something. Had the phone in my hand. Found the number with my phone. Put the phone down and then said, Ariel, where's my phone? And no, I'm not crazy. No, I'm not losing my mind. Because I got the mind of Christ. Y'all can say what you want. I have the mind of Christ. Ain't no devil going to tell me I'm going into some early all hammers or whatever you call it. Because I ain't. See, that's what the devil wants y'all to think when stuff like that happens. The devil is a lie. Because my faith was in God, not in my phone. So when I call on him, he's going to answer me and he's going to show me some great and mighty things because I call on him when I don't know. So that's when my faith is relying upon is God. Back to the AirPods. I'm talking about living by faith. I told Apostle, can't find them. I said, but it's somewhere on this phone that'll locate them. Me and my husband found the locator, didn't we, honey? It said them things was in the house. I said, okay, where they at? So I just put the phone. My husband, this is how my husband do me, y'all. He don't want to make me look ignorant. But he made me feel ignorant sometimes. Because <laughs> he did it so nicely with the phone. He just picked it up. And he, he just did like this right here. And he looked at it and just gave it back to me. And I said, oh, you're trying to call me ignorant without calling me ignorant. I know what you're doing. But I had to get my mind right. So I said, where is my AirPods? Holy Spirit. Y'all, I was like a robot. Oh, there they are. Thank you, God. I'm I'm going somewhere. Y'all follow me. I'm talking about living by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That means we live by faith and not by what we see in the natural. Then I had another incident, y'all. We went walking and I lost my sterling silver earrings. And I know they're sterling silver because I had them for two years and haven't even polished them. And they're still good, right? So I lost it. So I went to my son's house, and when I went over there, I called them back, and I said, do y'all see my earring over there? And my little Jada said, Mima, I looked for it, but we can't find it, Mima. I said, well, thank you, Jada. I appreciate you looking. But the Lord knew my heart about that earring. Now, some of us would say, mm, I'll just buy another pair. Mm-mm. I said, Lord, you know, so I kept the one. I didn't throw it away, put it in the jewelry box. 
The other day I was looking at that earring and I said, Father, I really like that earring. I don't know where it is, but I know you do. Who am I having faith in? So on my way back, yesterday, I got a call from Jada. Jada said, Mima, I found your earring. I said, thank you, Jada. Praise Jesus. He knew. He knew. Thank you, Jesus. Hung up with Jada. She called me back. She said, Mima, I lost your earring. <laughs> My son said, Mama, she did find it, but now she done dropped it in between the chair, so she can't find it no more. <laughs> but what am I telling y'all? My faith was in him, not in me. This is where I'm going today. But I have to start here to say what Paul was saying. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why was he not ashamed? He said, because it is the power, dunamis, power of God unto He said, if I did not preach the gospel, the power of God would not be released for salvation. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If you don't tell them about the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus done something that no man could do. He died for our sins because we could not pay the price that God required us to pay for sin because the wages of sin is death. So he needed somebody who knew no sin to become sin so we could become the righteousness of God through Jesus, not through us. So Jesus had to pay for sin. He didn't know sin. Jesus was not a sinner. But he died on our behalf. And then he had to be buried. But then he had to rise on the third day. Because if he did not, we would not be made righteous. We would not be justified. We would not be acquitted or made righteous in the eyes of God. So he had to rise on the third day. Death, burial, and resurrection. Paul said, I got to tell people. I can't be ashamed of this. It's not me. It is him. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Because I've been crucified with Christ. So it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lived in me. Because he died the death on my behalf. He paid the price that I could not pay. So I could become righteous, justified, sanctified. He said this gospel is what brings salvation. The power of the gospel is what brings salvation. Not only saving you, but it brings healing. It brings deliverance. It brings prosperity. It brings peace. The gospel brings everything this dying world needs. So we can't be, yo, you can't be ashamed to preach Christ. If you're ashamed to preach Christ, this world is still going to die in their sin. And God said, I don't want no one to die. I want all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth is in Christ Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to God except by him. You cannot save yourself. The government cannot save you from COVID-19. Jesus already saved you. Now you got to live by faith based on what he done. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It's nothing that you will ever do. 
They can take sanitizer and pour it down over you. That still ain't going to save you. They can spray you 24-7. Even while you sleep. Didn't y'all know that Michael Jackson slept in a bubble? Because he didn't want to be around germs. Yeah. They showed a clip of somebody going to pump gas and they had to put on the gloves. and They were doing this for COVID. They were doing all this before COVID because they were afraid of what was in the air. I got news for y'all. Jesus, God created you within an immune system because he knew you were going to be down here on earth amongst every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. So he had to create an immune system to protect you because you couldn't protect yourself. Duh. Is that so like God? Even when you cut yourself, your body heals itself. Got something for you. You know how when you break a bone, you know the only thing the doctor do is put a cast on it for it to set back in place. They ain't done nothing but put a cast in it. They ain't done nothing but put some pins in that thing. Catch it. Catch it. They got to put something on it to keep it steady. When you spring your hand, they put something on it to support it until it get back. That's God. But man getting credit for charging you for a cast and y'all writing names all over it. (laughs) Tell the truth. Come on. They get paid. They don't care if you write nothing. As long as you pay them. I remember when I worked at the hospital, I was opening up a can of ravioli. Y'all know how them pop-up lids do, and I got cut across the thing, and I said, you know, we had some benefits at the hospital. We can walk in the emergency room and say, look at this, right? Because we knew them doctors up in there, right? So on my way to the emergency room to let the woman, the doctor look at it, the nurse stopped me. She said, come here. She said, what's going on? I showed her. She said, Go put you some Neosporin on that and get you a band-aid and go on about your business. I say, don't it need stitches? She said, you go in there, they're going to stitch you up and charge you. Go do like I said. <laughs> I did it. Went back together. See what I'm saying? Because they got to make money. Somebody got to get paid. This is why you got to have faith in God and not in man because man will tell you something. Got something else for you. It was a true story. A lady had a daughter. She put in the daughter's mind that she was sick all her life to get a check. The daughter was getting a check, but one day the daughter saw a man. She psyched her mind up to believe she ain't sick no more. She went after that man. She found out there wasn't a thing wrong with her, y'all. She built up so much hate for the mother, she killed him. Because that mother was making her feel as if she was sick and she wasn't sick. She would take her to the hospital and t- wrap her up in a wheelchair, push her in a wheelchair. Had her mind thinking, psyched up that she was so sick. Yes, yeah, she was. And the doctors believed it. Mm-hmm. But then it was one doctor, thank God for Jesus. He said, something is wrong. I want to test for this. Test didn't show what the mama was saying. She took her out of there. See, God has a way. This is why I'm saying you cannot be ashamed of what brings life to people, y'all. 
We are talking more about COVID-19 than we're talking about Jesus Christ. We're telling people more about what COVID is doing than we're telling them about what he's already done. Paul was saying the just, it is written, the just shall live by faith. We live by faith, y'all. The faith that we live by, let me tell you about this faith, it's so good. When you hear the good news, when the good news is preached and proclaimed about Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit at that time, when you begin to believe, faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. So when you hear the word, you begin to have faith for the word. The Holy Spirit puts some power to that and then you become born again. Guess what? God didn't still leave you in the dark. He had to give you his faith. It's part of the fruit of the spirit. He said, in order for you to live by faith, I'm going to have to give you my faith. And when you go into the word of God, my faith is awakened in you for you to do some things that don't look like it's normal. So you have his faith. And if you have it, you have to live by it. The only way you can live by it is doing what the word says. Faith is action. If the word says by Jesus Christ you are healed, then you are healed. Then you live healed. You don't live like a sick bro. Oh, rub my brow. Oh, rub this. Oh, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. You live like this. My body is saying that I am the sick. But the word of God says I am the healed of the Lord. You don't deny what's going on with your body, y'all, because you'd be lying. But you say what the word has to say to your body. See, go into the word of God. Let's look at Paul. Go to Acts 13. In Acts 13, 14, I'm sorry. In verse 8 it says, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, and potent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Do y'all hear that? That's Acts 14, verse 8. This man was crippled. He was from his mother's womb. He never walked. Did y'all hear that? Never walked. The same heard Paul speak. Who do you think Paul was speaking about? Jesus. Who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul perceived that he had faith. How did Paul perceive it? Because he was looking steadfastly at it. He was taking in what he heard. I don't know if y'all have noticed this. Mr. Willie Shaw, when we was outside having outside services and I was ministering, speaking, Mr. Willie Shaw come out the car. He was steadfast beholding everything I was saying. So he got what God was saying. Because he was paying attention to God's words. He was inclining his ear unto what God was saying. He was letting them not depart from his eyes. He was keeping them in the midst of his heart. Because he knew there was life unto him. Because he had found them. Because he had heard them. And they were bringing help to healing, medicine, to all his flesh. Not just one part of him, but all. That means every part of him was being healed because he had faith in what he was hearing. We say we have faith, but we talk in faith, but we live in faith. 
Faith don't move. Faith speaks to mountains and tells the mountain what to do. Faith don't say, speak to God about the mountain. We speak to the mountain because we have faith in God and what he said. We say we have faith, but our corresponding actions is not based on faith. If I say that he has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, I know I work, but I don't try to get full jobs to do what the word said. You don't have to add yourself to what was said. Only thing you got to do is believe what was said. He don't need no help. He don't need no help. I'm going to prove it to you. We always talk about Abraham, but do y'all know that Abraham was counted righteous? Not because of Abraham. Let me say it again. Abraham was counted righteous not because of Abraham. He was counted righteous because he believed God. God wasn't looking at Abraham. He would say, Abraham, I want you to look to me. So when he gave Abraham that promise, God had the audacity to wait till Abraham was 100 years old to release that promise. The promise was already there. But it was when he was 100 and Sarah was 90. But guess what God did? Even in the midst of that time, I don't know about y'all, when you waited and you waited and it looked like nothing is happening. See, faith... Is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is your assurance. Faith is your title deed of what you're hoping for. That means if God gave me a promise, I have faith as my guarantee that it's already mine and I don't have to see it in the natural to know it's mine. See, y'all waiting on natural to manifest, but you got to see in supernatural and you can walk it out in natural that you already have it. That's why I say now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. See, our faith is based on the unseen and not the seen. That's why Jesus told Thomas, bless are those that have not seen, but yet still believe. Thomas, you believe because you see me. But I want you to believe me even when you don't see it naturally. You know my word is true. See, we're waiting on things to change before we believe God. Things have already changed. He said, just grab hold to the change. Grab hold to what I already done. Quit trying to make something happen. God said it's already happened. Quit trying to wait on COVID-19 to leave. Know that COVID-19 can't stand before God. You got to see people without the mask. You got to see people coming together again. And guess what? God already showed people what's going to happen up in here. He already showed people what's coming up in here. He already showed me what's going to happen up in here. My faith is not on what man say. My faith is on what God has already said. If he's already said it, he's not going to lie about it. So if we know what he already said, why are we waiting on somebody else to say something? When God said it, thank God he give us confirmation. But if we never get it, are we still not going to believe it? Because if God spoke something to you, you just should know it's already done. It's already done if he spoke it. He said, go thy way. 
Everybody that come up on Jesus, when Jesus told them to go thy way, they went their way. The man whose son was um, at death's door. Jesus told him, go thy way. And the same time Jesus told him to go thy way, they came and told him the son was healed. Go thy way. Because when you have faith in him, you don't sit at home and just wait. Let me see what they got to say. When you know what God's already said, God is not going to be made ashamed of by man. When you know what God has told you, God is not going to be made ashamed of. What he's going to let man do is humble themselves and say, I know that was God because I know what I saw. But when you take man and you put man over God, then you need to pray to God to help that man. But when you put all your trust in God, you're saying this is what God has said. I hear what you're saying, but this is what God has said. See, that's boldness. You're not ashamed. You're not ashamed of your salvation. You're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God don't want us to be ashamed no more, y'all. It's people dying. It's people checking out of here early. And we're sitting here, we're watching it, but what are you doing? Are you praying? Are you saying, God, what would you have me to do for such a time as this? Are you just making sure your family's safe? God wants us to send up prayers for everybody, not just our family. It's a lot of people that's dying. He has no respectable person, y'all. It is time to live by faith. And when we live by faith, we're living by the word of God. We're doing what the word tells us to do. Do we fall short sometimes? Yes. But we get back up and we say, God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me to live this life of faith the way you will have me to live it. Not according to what's in my house, but according to what's already written. Because my house ain't going to cut it. I may not have enough food. I may not have enough this or that. But you told me to take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow will take thought of itself. You told me not to take a thought of what I shall eat or what I shall drink or how I shall be clothed. That's how the Gentiles, that's how the sinners think. But you told me, God, that you already know what I'm in the need of before I ask. So I thank you that my daily bread is in this day. I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat tomorrow because you promised me this day. This day you shall give me my daily bread. So whatever I need in this day, I'm praising you that I have it. I command it. I command my day. Because God, I command it based on you, not on me. Y'all know we got saved not based on us. So your faith is working based on God. On God. You have faith in God, not in you. Don't have faith in me. Have faith in the God that's in me. See, people are holding on to pastors. A pastor can't save you. But when you hold on to truth that's coming from that pastor, coming from the word of God, you having faith in God and you thanking God for sending you a godly pastor that's going to continue to speak truth no matter what. It ain't about nobody out preaching another. We got people now since this Stuff is happening. People everywhere is preaching and teaching and trying to do something, a little something, something. And it's got some of y'all attention listening. Only thing somebody got to do is call you and prophesy and they got you. 
and you waiting on the next word. See, the devil use people with familiar spirits. And they'll start telling you stuff that's familiar. But the Holy Spirit will wake you up and say, that ain't me. That's not me. Quit waiting on that. Get in your word. Hear what the word of God is saying. People want to say, hear me, see me, and be attached to me. People are looking now for fame. But we got to look to him, who's the author and finisher of our faith, y'all. God wants us right now. He's telling you now. Telling you now. Write it down. He said, I want my people to live by faith. I want my people to live by faith. If you know how to live by faith, no matter what comes, your faith is going to be in God. Your faith is going to be in his word. And you're not waiting on man to do nothing. The only thing you're doing is speaking God's word. And as you speak God's word, you are seeing the manifestation from that word. Because your faith is in God and your faith is not in you. You can't do nothing without him. So everything that's done in this word, the Bible said, for by grace, you're saved. Grace have provided everything for you without you. It was something you didn't have to earn. It was something you didn't have to work for. That was God's grace. But how do I activate God's grace? Through faith. Through having faith in what God has done. God said, that song says, time to believe in what God has said. Totally. Listen to what I'm saying. Totally. Ain't no in-betweens with God. Either you're going to take him at his word. People are trying to justify what they do. God already done justified you. He's already acquitted you. I'm going to say this. If you choose to wear a mask, wear it. Don't feel guilty or condemned. Wear it. That's where you are. God's going to love you whether you wear it or not. But if you're afraid and you're walking around here with no mask, you might as well put it on. Put it on. God is not going to love you any less. But you're having trust in the mask. You haven't trust that that mask is going to save you because they're telling you they're finding out when you wear a mask, it's less COVID-19. That's what they're telling you. But I want y'all to understand this. Open air is what you walk in. When you conceal in that open air, your body can't build up. Check it out. What's around you? Y'all don't get it? Because you're shutting off What's around you. When you take it off. Your body ain't building up. For what's around you. They do call that protection. Right? So it's up to you what you do. But this is what I have learned. Be strong. In the Lord. And in the power. Of his might. They even say when you get a certain age, you got to guard yourself even more. Go in the word of God. I'm going to use Moses for instance. Moses' eyes, didn't he go dim? Moses was strong as ever. Why? Because he was with God. My grandfather, 80 some years old, strong as an ox. I don't care what came, he walked through it. Because that's where he was. 
It's where you are in the Lord, y'all. It's where you are. And if you haven't gotten there yet, don't fake it to make it. This is what I'm saying. If you're not there yet, don't fake it to make it. Just live like you're living until you get to the place where you can be free. That's all. Nobody, if, if condemnation is coming, it's because the devil is bringing that. In him, there is therefore now no condemnation. There's no guilt in him. Do not make people make you feel guilty when you walk in the grocery store and they mask down. We walked in the store and Walmart, me and my daughter, we had to pick up some items. Y'all, I thought I saw ghosts. Because me and Ariel wanted to follow the guidelines. I said, I ain't seen no sign on the door that say, um, put on a mask. But I ain't seen no sign. But when we went in the store, I said, Jesus, it's scary. It's scary. We want to obey what they say. That was us. I want to be in obedience. But people, y'all, this is the time to minister the gospel. This is the time to preach Christ. He said the just. Are you just? Are you righteous? He want us to live by faith. Y'all got to catch this. The just live by faith. It ain't no windshield wiper. It ain't going back and forth. You may go back and forth, but you're going to get steady the more you get in this word. How do I know? Go to Psalms 1. Psalms 1. When you go in these stores, do, do you get shaken sometimes? Yeah. You get shaken. <laughs> it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Do y'all hear what I say? Uh-huh. If they're not saved, they're what? Uh-huh. Nor standeth in the way of who? Sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate. This is where we miss it. Day and night, and this is how we shall be if we meditate. Let's see how many trees we got in here. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. Check this, y'all. But it says, the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Did y'all hear that? Which are you? You got to know who you are. You got to meditate on this word day and night. Now, if you're not meditating on this word day and night, observing to do all that's written therein, mass up, babies. (laughs) Take your Clorox, take your sanitizer, take everything with you and just put on a belt and each time pull it out. (laughs) Somebody told me, the other day, I had called them to check on them. They told me, they said, yeah, I went out, and I had on my mask. I said, I'm going to go on out, and I'm going to eat today. When I went in there, and the server didn't have on no mask, I said, you're an enemy, enemy to me. Went in there and sanitized down. They use wisdom. That's where they are. That's what they should have done. There's no fault in that, because that's what they believe. Whatever you believe is what you're going to receive. Y'all... Whether you believe good or whether you believe bad, it's what you believe. It's your belief. It's what you believe it in. Don't get mad at the folks who are standing. You know why people get mad when they don't see a mask on you? Because they're thinking that 
you causing more cases. <laughs> They're saying, quit gathering, stay home so we can come out. If people quit, quit, quit gathering, we can come out. How long did they stay in? This is what people are saying. But I knew a lady, Pastor told you she was in the room with Coronas. And she said, the devil is a lie, I ain't getting no Coronas. <laughs> That's what she believed. And she lived in Apostle. It's all in what you believe. If you keep hearing about these cases and they're close to you, you'll be like, don't come to my house now unless you invite it. It's what you believe, y'all. It's all in what you believe. You were sneezing, you were sniffling, you were coughing before Coronas came. And now if you sneeze, if you cough, if you wipe your face, oh God! Because that's what you believe. You wasn't worrying about who you were sitting beside, not unless they smell. You sat beside them, you praised God, you spat on them and everything. Didn't worry about catching not one thing. We need to catch hold of this word, y'all, all jokes aside. God said, it is time now to live by faith. So we're going to do this teaching on faith to let you know how we're supposed to be living. And when we live by having faith in God and not in us, we will see things manifest more because if you're trying to do it, then you're not having faith in God. We have faith in him because he's done it all. So we believe in him, not in yourself, because even yourself will fail you. Because sometimes we have some doubts, don't we? You doubt, you do without. So we want to make sure we're in faith, and we stay in faith by being in the word, by meditating on the word, and doing what the word of God tells us to do. Y'all, this is no joke. We don't get in the word because we're scared. We get in the word because we know this is our way of living. Y'all, I'm telling you, you're in a time now, man will not be able to help you. Can you see it now? They cannot help you. Do y'all remember the storm we had and they shut down the hospitals? Shut down everything. Everything was cut off, wasn't it? What did you do then? What did you do? I know Burger Hospital was shut down for a little bit, wasn't it, Jennifer? Three weeks. What did people do? We're going to a time now, y'all, where you're going to see things like you have never saw them before. Do not be alarmed. Just know this is what the word is saying. Miracle Temple, y'all have been taught in Clem well. Everything that they're saying now, y'all already know. No joke, y'all already know. What am I saying? Nobody don't have to correct me because I'm going to do it right now for you. I'm saying the same thing I said. If you need to wear a mask, you wear a mask. God is not going to love you less. That's where you are. But if somebody's not wearing one, do not criticize them and act like they're the cause of COVID-19. The devil is a lie. You do things in wisdom. You were using hand sanitizer before Coronas. You're supposed to have been clean before COVID-19. Now when COVID-19 get over with, let's see how many of y'all use hand sanitizer. Let's see how many of y'all wash your hands after you come out the toilet. Some people wasn't even washing their hands when they come out the toilet. 
container. Then shaking your hand. COVID-19 wasn't even him. And I'm like, surely. Nasty. Wasn't cleaning your house before COVID-19. Now COVID-19 here and you're frantic. Whatever you were doing before it came, you should still be living that same life. If you was trusting God before COVID, what are you doing now? So we want to understand, and I put the devil out of this place in Jesus' name because I hear him talking even right now. I hear him talking, trying to come back through my teaching. The devil is a lie. What I have spoken is truth. If you received it out of content, it's because of the enemy working with your mind. (laughs) Truth is truth. I read nothing but truth. It's how you perceive truth. And if you're receiving it the wrong way, it's because of where you are. It's because of what you've been putting in your mind and in your head. Because scripture is scripture. It does not change. And the way that it was brought is not to bring confusion. It was brought in peace. So whichever way you choose to take it, that's you. Because I'm telling you what, we got some people out there that's saved and saying how wrong we are for coming in the church building. That we shouldn't even be in the church building. Everybody else is following guidelines. Why are y'all in the church building? That's what the building is for, people. I sure ain't standing out there in that hot heat getting a suntan. I'm out there sweating, thank God for Jesus. Y'all can turn on y'all air conditioner. I come back and I look like I've been on the beach. So if God say go in, I'm going in if nobody comes. Sure. I'm out there sweating. And that old feel lost and sitting up there with my fan. And my husband had to text her to say put the fan on my wife. And she said she need a fan. That's a thing, y'all. I love her for that. Tell my, she need a fan. I'm back there. He's seeing me sweat. A thing, she need, they got my fan up there while they're doing the sound. They say, I need some air. But it was all good. Thea know me. She asked me uh, Sunday before, do you need a fan? I said, no. Because uh, my husband said, I told somebody, I said, I'm almost like Marilyn Monroe today, my uh, dress about to fly up in the wind. No, I don't need no fan today. <laughs> Everything gonna come up and come out. My husband said, I want you to stay behind that pulpit. <laughs> That's right, Daddy. Bless his name. Bless his sweet name. That's my daddy word, y'all. That's right. So we give God glory, y'all, that he allowed us to come together. So Miracle Temple, it is time for all of us, come on, to check ourselves and see if we truly have been living a life of faith. You will know when you go into the word of God by what you are accepting. If you're accepting anything outside of the word, you're not living by faith. Faith has action. If I say that he supplied all of my needs, then I'm not trying to go borrow from Peter to pay Paul. Because I'm standing and I'm walking by faith, knowing that he is my provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. Amen. And I'm speaking those things that be not as though they were. 
But do not criticize people who are walking by faith. And if you're not doing it, then you're not doing it. But don't criticize the ones that are and are living that life of faith. And you're seeing everything that's coming in because they're living that way. So let's live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And you have faith in you and you don't have to ask God to increase your faith. I'm going to bring correction. You got it. But it's how you use it. And that's when it becomes great to people. Because you done got past that. You're speaking things and they're happening and people say, oh, you have great faith. It's talked about that in the Bible. Her faith was greater than the ones that had covenant. So that's what Jesus was saying. He's given all of us the measure, the same measure of faith. Nobody don't need to boast. We just need to operate according to the faith of God and getting results from God. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. We want to thank everyone who helped us to get everything together the way it needs to be for CDC. And next Sunday, um, if it's the Lord's will, we will come back into the church. And I want to say something. On Tuesday nights, I certainly haven't been seeing nobody. We did open up Tuesday nights, y'all. Did y'all know that? We announced it. That on Tuesday nights, we are open. But... um, If you want to come on Tuesdays for Clems, you are welcome and we'll still be spacing you out. But there's not that many on Tuesday nights anyway. So Tuesday nights are open and it's available for those that do want to come. And like I said, your pastor's not making you do anything. It's up to you. It's where you are. So nobody don't go out and say, Apostle Amanda said I got to come to church. Apostle Amanda ain't saying nothing. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I say it's up to you. Amen? It's up to you. This is recorded. It's on live. And if somebody did not hear what I said today, get your ears checked. Amen? Amen. Now, at this time, we're going to have announcements. Then we're going to have our tithes and offerings. For the tithes and offerings, when you leave out, Leave out six feet apart, and y'all can drop it in the box in the back. Okay? They're going to have that, that box that's against the wall. So when you leave out, just drop your tithes and offering in that box. We want to make sure that we, we are apart. We will not be using the buckets today. Amen. And then with communion, I think you have your communion cup when you came in. When you come in, you got your communion cup. Brother Elijah be doing the communion. You already have your communion. I pray you know how to open it. Lord, we thank you that you know how to open these communion cups. And I pray you have not eaten it before time. <laughs> if you're hungry, you should have ate at home. So everybody got a communion cup. Okay. So after we have our um, announcements, we'll go into communion. Then we'll dismiss, and you can leave your tithes and offerings in the back. And like I say, give them a love offering, a a wave offering. As you leave out, we cannot be congregating. And listen what I'm saying. We cannot be congregating in the sanctuary after church, okay? The devil wants something to say. Well, if they hadn't done this, this wouldn't happen. The devil is a lie. We have divine healing. We have divine health. We have divine protection. How do I know? 
I command it because the word says he has. No evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. For he has given his angels charge over us. It's spoken in the atmosphere. The word does exactly what it says. Because God is man that he should not lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it, shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it, shall he not make it good? God is not going to be made ashamed of. Because if that's what God said, that's what we're going to see. So don't not go out of this place. And be running your mouth or let people tell you what you should not have done. And this is what you do. Pull out the word of God and say, let me tell you what you need to be doing. Amen. This is what you do. You got something to do. Give them truth. That's why we got to know truth. Athea, announcements. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Sunday morning worship services every Sunday at 11 a.m. We will be inside. Thank you, Jesus, for that, too. At 11 a.m., uh, Clem is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can watch us live at 11 a.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, you can join Apostle Amanda for uh, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made on Facebook starting at 8 p.m. And also ways to send in your tithes and offerings if you're not able to make it. You can visit our website at www.mtdm.org or you can cash app it at dollar sign mtdm20 or mail it to P.O. Box, excuse me, you can mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Burgard, North Carolina, 28425. Amen. And Sister Denise, you got I'm here on behalf, um, we are wanting to give into Father's Day. Nate Sunday is Father's Day. And whatever's on your heart to give to bless um, the man of God of this church, Pastor, I mean, Brother James. Um, see, I'm not going to say Denise, but in the office, there's a blue, um, box. You can put your love offering in if you like to give and having your heart to give any amount, whatever God has for you to give, just put it in the box. Thank you. We, again, would like to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Our gift came in a little late, but we're going to give it to you on today. So if you're a mother, raise your hand, and I will hand you your gift. Can the mothers stand up that's in the house on tonight? And what we'll do, Sister Denise, um, y'all can give them out at the door. That'll be fine. As they leave out, give it to the mothers. See, God does exactly what he says. He told y'all y'all were going to get that Mother's Day gift, and you got it. Amen. So we want to keep our word, too, because, you know, you, God honors what you say. And I want to tell you this. When you believe in God, y'all, your heart can be deceived. What am I saying? If you're saying one thing and you don't do it, your heart don't know which way to go. Just like your body don't know which way to go. If you're telling your body it's healed, then you turn it around and telling your body, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. We ain't going to make it. Then next day you're saying you're healed. you got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. you got to say the same thing. You cannot go back and forth, y'all. you got to be saying the same thing. And by the way, people, do not tell people what the word of God is saying if you ain't doing it yourself. Do not tell people they're healed and then you not believe in God for healing yourself. 
Do not tell people they're prospered and you're not believing in that yourself. Whatever you believe, that's what you speak. If you don't believe it, don't speak it because it ain't doing nothing. Tell people what you believe. Don't tell them to do something and you're not doing it yourself. That's a hypocrite. That's a play actor. That's a phony. If you hadn't gotten there in that area, this is what you say. You say, you know, the word says, by his stripes you were healed. I haven't gotten there yet, but the word don't change. That's what you say. That's what, but don't tell them to be preaching to them on healing, preaching them on deliverance, and then you go home and act like a heathen. We do that. Love your husband, then you go home and you call him everything except your husband. Love your wife, and you curse her out when you get home. That's a hypocrite. Don't tell people something that you're not doing yourself. Amen? Okay. Any more announcements before we go into communion?